Warning, this episode contains foul language and potentially triggering conversations about dealing with trauma. for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. You know the drill. Each week we sit down with a friend and we chat about something weird. And this week is part two of my chat with Amy Goldenberg of House of Heron's Eye. Amy is a medium and she's been a medium all her life. And you can hear more about her life and how she developed her skills uh, in episode one and two of season three higher self-care, and a better flashlight. Last week, Amy and I sat down for a Q&A after so many of you sent in questions for her. Thank you again. And we ended up talking for so much longer than anticipated. So I had to split the interview into two parts. Last week, you heard all about tarot cards and ghosts and aliens and how to not be afraid of opening up spiritually This week is a little bit more serious. We're chatting about the ways that spirituality can change your life, about connecting with our ancestors and connecting with others, listening to our bodies to find what we need, and being honest with ourselves, even when it comes to the hard stuff. I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't share the same belief system that Amy has. We reference reincarnation quite a bit in this episode, and I hope that it doesn't turn you away Because even if that's not what you believe happens to us when we pass on, there's still some really beautiful lessons you can learn by opening yourself up to new points of view and new ways of looking at your life, your problems, and ways to find joy. If you guys are interested, after we recorded this episode, Amy and I sat down for a channeling session and we did record it. Um, It's available on our Patreon page for those of you who donate to the show. Amy knew some things about me that there's no way she could have known. And we had some more strange experiences like last episode where the lights went on and off. And it was just crazy and super magical. So yes, it's available to patrons. You can donate to the show even if you just donate for one month and binge all of our bonus episodes and watch all of our bonus videos. The entire catalog is available to you for the entire month even if you choose to just donate once. Every penny goes to producing this show. And you can access that by going to www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. Another thing I wanted to mention really quick because a, a, another wonderful listener reached out to us, Miss Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, Kelly with an I, uh, reached out to us on YouTube and was basically like, ah, oh, I didn't even know you guys, you know, I listened to you guys. I didn't even know you had a YouTube channel. I, I guess we don't advertise it enough, but we do. We have a YouTube channel and um, we post a bunch of short videos, like five to 10 minute videos uh, sharing all the like weirdest news stories we can find that's happening like right now. And we've got some of our clips, like some of our 
EVP clips that we've collected, we've got on our YouTube channel. I did a strange history thing for a while that I really want to get back into if I ever find time. We've got an unboxing video on there, which was a lot of fun with Lilu Soap, which is a really cool company. You should look them up. They're on Instagram. And um, today, actually, I'm going to be recording a video with a bunch of book suggestions because a lot of you have reached out and said, you know, oh, what what kind of occult books do you have? Like, I want to read some of the good ones. So I'm going to make a video about that. So yeah, so head over to our YouTube page. It's not like our social media where it's like, oh, it's easy. It's keep it weird cast. No, I it's one of those, you know, it's a lot of letters and numbers and slashes. So just go to YouTube, type in keep it weird podcast. You'll find our YouTube page and you can watch more videos there. Next week, I'm sitting down with Handsome Joe and a special guest, and the three of us are going to be discussing time travel. We're going to talk about the hard science, the theories, the paradoxes, the fiction, and some wild-ass stories. So if you have any questions or input for that episode, you've got a couple days to send them in to keepitweirder at gmail.com or shoot us a direct message on any of our social media. You can contact us anyway. We're always connected. All right, guys, have a great week and enjoy the episode. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> this next question is very funny to me. Okay. And I had to uh, ask it because I'm also just interested. Yeah. Um, are there any pervy ghosts who just chill in God, dressing so rooms or something? You know what? Yes. Really? No, I mean, I have had, I used to go, okay, there's just like, there's this place in Los Angeles called HM157. It's a historic monument, historic monument 157. And it's kind of like a co-op sort of people live there. There's like a couple trailers in the back and a school bus that people live in. My friend lived there for a while and I used to stay in her school bus in the back. It's also like they also have host events and things like this. Right. Um, But there's a bathroom there. And I every time I would take a shower, every time I'd go in that bathroom, I would feel like there's a pervy ghost in this bathroom and he would touch my neck when I was in the shower. Uh. It was creepy. And he was just there to be a perv, you know, but I don't actually know. That was such a long time ago that I was still kind of like I had different beliefs at that point. Yeah. But I I just called him the pervy ghost, the perv, the bathroom perv. That's what I called him. You know, it's interesting to think about because we've had so many listeners write in about bathroom stories. Yeah. We've had so many uh, ex- Lauren, the like only experiences she's had that she knows of that she can like pinpoint with something paranormal or something strange has been in a bathroom yeah in a public bathroom yeah and it's just like you think like did someone die in here but really it might just be a perv yeah i don't know (laughs) but i'm also like i then i also think well when we die we leave behind a lot of our identity and it's like why would somebody somebody's desires once they're once they're like all knowing like why would their desires continue to be like this weird thing so I don't know. It could be like we were saying residual energy. If someone's a perv in a bathroom and they're getting off and they have they're like expelling this like really weird, creepy like energy and they're having like a big energy release, they might leave residual perv energy True. in that bathroom. You yeah. Know? It just they might just leave that energy. It's not necessarily that there's an entity there, but 
you feel something there because you feel them the way they were in this bathroom. Yeah, so you could feel creeped out. But then also what I was saying about ghosts and my opinion is like that people who do bad things sometimes have a hard time letting go of their identity. That could be a pervy person who True. has a hard time letting go of the bad things that Could they be did something like a child molester yeah or, who, or yeah. an adult molester yeah <laughs> an adult molester yeah. any molester yeah. yeah just like any anybody named lester i remember <laughs> lester just kidding just chester kidding. sorry if you're named lester or yeah, chester sorry don't or mo don't stop listening to us yeah <laughs> That was one thing that people would say, like, oh, well, if ghosts were real, and I say people, I mean, like, one person said this once, and I literally looked at them like they were very dumb, and I'm so sorry if you're listening to this and you remember asking me this question, but they said, you know, you believe in ghosts, well, how do you feel about, like, your grandmother watching you have sex? And it's like, well, first of all, I don't believe my grandmother watches me have sex. I feel like she would um, have enough respect for me to not... uh, watch me have sex one but two sex is such a human thing i don't think that it would be of interest to most right people who have passed on right and if they've like if they've like crossed over for instance like your grandmother your grandmother crosses over and she becomes her like infinitely enlightened divine self she's not gonna be like oh yeah fucking she's not going to there's no judgment of anything you could be killing. You could be negative. killing somebody, and she might not have a judgment about it. You know, she might try to prevent you from doing something that would be that would cause you to experience pain. But I. But it's like when we attribute human things, like you said, to spiritual, entirely enlightened, free spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Like that's again arrogant and silly. the thing is is like even if it's if it's just ignorant and i don't mean that in a negative way i just mean in a in a it's hard to disconnect from what we know what we know you know like how how could you possibly yeah 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 yeah. how could you possibly imagine anything else so like to us sex is taboo and like food is life and you know what i mean it's like to disconnect from that and be like oh no sex is just a thing that our bodies do and want to do for reproductive purposes really it's nothing yeah it's not like <laughs> yeah exactly and when somebody's a pure spirit like i doubt they're they're thinking about if anything they would be like stoked that you're having sex true you know if they no, did they have some type of opinion they'd probably be like ah oh, yes the pleasures of human existence that's why we incarnate yeah so we can feel love so we can feel pleasure so we can feel hugging (laughs) so we can feel connection with other human beings because when we all pass away and we cross over into being pure soul we're all connected we're all one we don't experience that stuff that's why we come into human form so we can have relationships Mm -hmm. because we are all one thing like we're all part of one thing and there is a little bit of that here on earth as people yeah there is a collective consciousness yeah like it there's data to show that there is some sort of collective consciousness and people do communicate Mm non-verbally even if you don't feel like you're 
an especially spiritual person you know what i mean you've you've still if you're like nope i am a plain jane i have none of those abilities there has been a moment in your life where you've been able to communicate with someone without saying a word yeah i've never heard anyone say that they haven't had an experience like that yeah that's a connection that's Mm -hmm. a collective consciousness yeah it's just once we leave our bodies and we become something different you're right like you are one and it's one of those things where it's like you can't feel good without feeling pain Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, or it's not that you can't, but it's, you can't appreciate. I feel like you can't heal without feeling pain. Yeah, you can't yeah. heal without feeling pain. You can't love feels so good because loneliness feels so bad. Yeah, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah, and that's the important for I think people. Yeah, to learn to experience. To learn, like that's the whole we school like school Earth school. is a school for <laughs> for spirits. Yeah, we come here, we learn our lessons and then we learn different lessons and then we move on and we we reflect on those lessons and then we come back and learn other lessons or choose not to come back or whatever it is. But there's this analogy that the doctor that I was talking about earlier, Dr. Brian L. Weiss, he said, our soul is a diamond. Everybody, everybody has like a shiny, beautiful, brilliant, perfect, divine diamond as, as a soul. And when we start off our like journey in the school of earth, our diamond is like covered in dirt and every lifetime we clean off one facet of it. And the goal is to like clean off all of the facets. And that's why there's certain people that have like quote unquote old souls and newer souls. It's like, it's, it's really not that it's, it's how many facets of your diamond have you cleaned off throughout lifetimes? Like what lessons have you learned? And a lot of them are learned through pain. And when we're not in a human body, we don't, there is no pain. We don't experience pain. We experience like eternal peace. We don't even experience, I mean, like it is, it is really unconditional love, but not like love in the sense that we feel it in our body when we're in a body. So that's like why we come here. It's like a love as in like an understanding love. Yeah. It's just like unconditional love. Shanti, shanti, shanti. Like all only love is, only love is real. All, All is love. But we don't feel it in the same way as we do in our body. So then we come back into bodies in order to have these experiences. And my friend recently, one of my friends has been doing this Amazonian medicine called combo and it's extremely painful <laughs> and it makes you like throw up a lot. And it's really like, it, it helps to purge um, and to like promote healing. And he, and he said to the shaman that he was working with something like, oh my gosh, this is so painful. And the shaman said, in the Amazon, we believe there is no healing without pain. And I just find that to be absolutely true. Yeah. With my clients, like we don't do plant medicine or, or any type of like snake venom medicine. We just talk about trauma and we, mm-hmm. we heal old wounds and we, and we like bring up like, because what I do mostly is help people heal themselves. And so I like reach into their soul and I pick out this thing and I go, that, that still hurts you. Do you know that? And they're like, oh, my God, it really does. Oh, my God, I didn't know. And then they feel so much better, you know? I mean, think about if you want to if you don't want to think about like a spiritual healing, think about surgery. Yeah. You got to get cut open. Yeah. To have the thing removed. To have to heal, to have the thing removed. And also, you know, you think about just like uh, psychiatry in general. Yeah. Like you have to talk about the stuff that hurts and talking about it 
you experience it again and it hurts but then you feel better like you have to have pain in order to yeah yeah heal yourself yeah yeah to heal and and like there is no expansion without contraction and contractions are painful you know we talked about that yeah we talked about all that weird birth stuff (laughs) that because we both know because we we both both had babies not in this life not in this life i have one baby and she's very fuzzy so this is something i'm sure a lot of people have attempted to do at least once in life Um, speaking to a loved one who has passed. And the question that was sent in was, how can I find deceased relatives? Do you have any advice for those people? I'm like, uh, I'm a little confused by that question. Um, Just because it's like, what my counter question would be is like, do you know these people? Have you known them in your like life? Are you looking for ancestors? Is that who you're wanting to yeah, communicate is it someone, with? Are you or is it a loved one? So I'm going to answer yeah. all of the questions okay. <laughs> that I just gave. So um, what I would say like first and foremost is like, if you have somebody who is a loved one, who's very close, you don't have to do anything to make them be around you they already are around you whether you can perceive them or not they are um and they're probably trying to make it known to you so instead of discounting uh things that you would consider to be a coincidence like um constantly seeing uh like a particular butterfly that you would associate with your grandmother or like uh, a number like say it was their birthday and you see their birth date or um like nature signs or like um noticing that you happen to look at the clock at the same time every day and like and that happens to be like their birth date also something like that like these like little signs they'll try to communicate with us through any means they can and a lot of times we'll discount them i have clients sometimes one of my clients who i work with her brother and he passed away uh years ago and I was speaking with her about it, about him. And I was saying, he says he's, he shows you all the time that he's with you, but you, you don't, you, th- you think of them, these things as coincidences and you write them off. And after our session, she went, went and when she drove home, she saw his name like four times, <laughs> like his initials, his, he loved to surf, a surfboard, all these things that were him. And it was just popping in her face, you know? And so it, it's like, once we understand, start understanding that they're trying to communicate with us all the time, you can see that they're trying to communicate with us all the time. If you want to talk to them, so many times I have clients that, that are reaching out to their loved ones and, and I'm channeling for their loved one and their, and their loved one says, why don't you talk to me? That, that sentence has been said so many times from people who've crossed, who've passed away. Like, why won't you talk to me? Why don't you talk to me anymore? They're, they're just waiting for you to talk to them. Doesn't matter how old they were or how old you were when they died. If they, if you had a deep connection with somebody in the life, in this lifetime, like you can talk to them, even if you didn't, you know, like sometimes I talk to my great grandfather who I never met and he still works with me, you know, because I'm his kin and he thinks I'm cool and he thinks I'm dope. <laughs> and he and like, likes me. He likes me. You know? He thinks I'm dope and I do dope stuff. Yeah. That's what he thinks. So, so he's like, yo. Yeah. And so I just encourage people to just talk to your loved ones. And if it feels uncomfortable to talk to them out loud, write them a letter. And if you feel like it's really hard for us here when we lose somebody that's really close to us that we love 
and we can't feel them in the same way that we used to feel them. So start trying to notice them in your life around you at all times. It's not unusual to make some type of altar or shrine to a loved one. Like take a I picture. Have many. Yeah. A lot of people have many and they don't really think about it in the sense that, oh, that's an altar. They're like, oh, no, that's just my shelf that I keep all my family pictures on. But it's like, no, that's an ancestral altar, mm-hmm. actually. And you can put some other stuff on there, too. But if you want to talk to your loved one, Go and light a candle next to their picture and just talk to them, you know? Mm -hmm. Just because somebody's not in a physical form, our loved ones, we travel in packs together, always. I've been with my mom a million times, my brother, my dad, my best friend, my cousins, my loved partner, you know, like, I meet soul family all the time. And I'm like, oh, I remember you. I love you. We we travel in packs we, we and we travel in packs together throughout lifetimes. So they're not going to go anywhere until it's time for all of us to go somewhere. So you can always talk to your loved ones and find them. And I would just meditate and ask them to come forward and like make themselves known in a louder way. So that's to answer how do I connect with my loved one. Make an altar for them. And write them a letter or speak to them out loud and ask them to come, like, show themselves to you. And they will. And then for, like, trying to find relatives in the sense that, like, you did not know them. I This is another thing that I teach is how to, like, meditate and and have your ancestors, like, come forward. Mm -hmm. In my new workshops, I actually am doing a guided meditation in the workshop where you can where I I walk you through how to connect with your ancestors or your guides or whoever you want it to be. When I have, I've connected with a handful of relatives of mine. One in particular, I asked them to come forward and I asked my like, my, like an ancestor spirit guide to come forward and make themselves known. And I just meditated and I wait and I waited and I waited. And then, and then a name came in my consciousness and People often think like, oh, if I'm meditating and then I have a vision like, oh, that's just my imagination. I was talking to a client of mine who his sister's in nursing school and she said, if you're not actively using your imagination, it doesn't just start going off. Yeah. So, no, it's not your imagination. Mm -hmm. If you're not actively trying to imagine something, it's not your imagination. So if you're meditating... And something comes to you, that's not imagination. And it's different um, because I think some people think of meditation, you know, when you're meditating or when you're you're at least trying to like be present and clear your mind and lists start coming to your head. Like Mm -hmm. after this, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. That's completely different. Yeah. That's you. You're not actually actively meditating. Right. Yeah. You need to acknowledge that thought and say thank you I'll get to it yeah and then like let it go and clear your mind again that's not what we're talking about what we're talking about is when you're completely open and silent and calm and then all of a sudden like James yeah yeah like like James today I had uh I was like sitting in meditation uh prior to like working with one of my clients 
and and I had the name Vishnu come through and I was like Vishnu what's that what does that mean I didn't know what it was I didn't know it was a name I was like Vishnu what does that mean and I looked it up and it's a Hindu god and I was like oh interesting I don't work with Hindu gods that's interesting that 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 happened to come in I wonder why I don't know I let it go but one time when I was asking for a name of a spirit guide I just closed my eyes and I and I came into stillness and I came into clearness with my mind and I was just quiet and uh and like not thinking not flexing my mind and the word and the name Angelique came into my mind and I thought Angelique really like that's so I I thought oh my god of course I made that name up like that's so ridiculous the word angels in it like of course I would make up like a spirit guide name that would be so like silly and and then I was thinking, like, Angelique, like, what name, what kind of name is that even? Like, sounds like an R&B singer. Right. It's French. It's a French name. And then I would say probably, like, six months after that name came through, I was doing my ancestral lineage on Ancestry.com. And my seventh great grandmother's name is Angelique de Manuel Hebert. So. Wow. I have an ancestor named Angelique that was born March 18th, like 17 something. I forget the, I know she's March 18th because she's a Pisces and I'm a Pisces too. (laughs) I thought that was my imagination. I thought it was super ridiculous. I didn't, I thought that name was silly, you know, but that is my, that was my ancestor's name, you know? So it does like, you can get these things coming through. If you have a hard time meditating, I would suggest to do a guided meditation. And there are plenty online that you can that you can do on like YouTube. It's just me- guided meditation with spirit guides. Yeah. And there's going to be like hundreds of things that come up and you can just do all of them until one works, you know. And it doesn't always happen on the first time. Yeah. So that's what I would suggest for like, how to quote unquote find your your relatives is if you don't know who they are like ask them to come forward I also had another another really ancient guide come through and and she said her name was Torun and I was like that's a weird name (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) that's weird (laughs) and then I looked it up and it's a it's like it's not a name that's used anymore but it's an old Norse name that that means uh like power of Thor or something like oh, that. Oh, interesting. But it is a female name and I even had I I like went online and I had them I did the thing where you can hear like uh like a sound bite of how yeah, it's pronounced pr- and it was like Torun. It was like exactly how I heard it. Even like the inflection cuz I kept repeating it and repeating it and repeating it how I was hearing it in my head. And then I went and did all the research and I was like, huh, that's a real name. Yeah, that's a real name. And it's pronounced exactly how mm-hmm. I thought it. Again, if you're working with guides and you want them to speak a name to you so that you can have something to call them by. If they're like ancient guides, like we can't understand their names in a spiritual sense anyway. They might just say like Rob because that <laughs> yeah. would be easier for you to call to me Rob. Call me Rob because you could never comprehend what what I would be called yeah you know or something like that humans don't have the sounds anymore yeah 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 (laughs) but yeah so I don't know I hope that was helpful I think so that's really yeah no that was uh but yeah our loved ones are always with us like if your mom passes away like she's not gonna leave her child yeah you know she's just gonna try to parent you from another perspective another vantage point and then once all of the loved ones in in that that are that are like constantly incarnating with each other once they're all ready 
then everyone will cross over and come into a new life. Yeah. You know? And continue. Right. The next question I have, and this one I actually have my own answer for, but I would like to hear yours. Cool. How do I know I'm on the right path? What, can I hear your answer? Mm-hmm. Synchronicities. Yeah. I think show that you're on the right path. Yeah. The strongest. Yeah. Especially if you're not someone who feels that they can communicate directly with your spirit guides or directly with yeah. spirits of some kind or extraterrestrials or whatever. You don't have that connection. Like look for patterns that repeat themselves yeah and look for things like if you're consistently saying like oh what a coincidence oh what a coincidence oh what a coincidence maybe it's not a coincidence and maybe you should either continue doing what you're doing or take that turn yeah in whatever direction it's guiding you yeah because it happens to me all the time every time like I feel and I like I said my intuition is pretty strong so every time I feel like I think I'm I think I'm onto something here. Something will happen. Mm -hmm. That's like, you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And synchronicities can be something very small, like thinking about how, and this doesn't, this actually might not be very small. This is a very obvious one, but it's not like cosmic in any way, but thinking about like possibly maybe changing your career path Mm -hmm. and then an old friend reaching out to you being like, hey, so a new job opened up at my, you know, place of work. And I thought maybe I remember that you had this thing and maybe you might be interested. Yeah. That's a huge sign. Oh, yeah. And of course, you can get in your your own way and say like, well, but this, that, the other. But like in the moment, you're like, holy shit, I was just thinking. That's a synchronicity. That's something that's showing you like do this thing. Yeah, I would definitely agree with Mm -hmm. that. Also, I think generally, if you're if you have the question, how do I know if I'm on the right path? You might not be true, <laughs> you know, just generally speaking, you know, if you're like if you feel so. So one of the things I teach in, in my part one workshop is like how to listen to our higher consciousness, like how to listen to our higher selves. And one one of the main things is like through meditating and being quiet, we listen to our body. Do you how do you feel? If Check you in feel, with yourself. Right. If you feel bad every day, if you wake up in the morning to go to work and you're so tired, you can barely get up, you've, you're really lethargic, you're, you're dreading getting to work you, and you don't, let, you don't feel good, then you're probably not doing a job that you should be doing. And, and your body is going to let you know, especially if you don't know how to tap into your, to your guides and you don't know how to perceive the messages that you're, that you're receiving. You don't know how to, how to interpret them. When we don't listen to our higher self, our body will will start to show signs that it is uncomfortable through anxiety, through chronic pain, chronic sickness. Even I've had clients that break their leg three times in the same place, and it's in order to get them to do a certain thing that they're not doing. So I would say it's really important to check in with yourself. Our, our bodies will let us know if we're not on the right path, I think. But also, if you feel like you're not on the right path, maybe you're not, and then start looking for those synchronicities of like, maybe I should change my job. And then when you get some signs that are like, hey, there's other options for you, I would agree that that is a way of knowing whether you are or not. Or if you're not happy, you're at least not in alignment. 
you might be doing what you're supposed to be doing, but if you're not happy, there are things that need to be adjust- adjusted within the self, mm-hmm. like integrating trauma or acknowledging old um, wounds that haven't been acknowledged or being getting honest with yourself about like your relationship or uh, patterns that you've created due to like being abused as a child and th- that have never really been that have never been adjusted. So so you could be doing the right job per se. You could just be out of alignment with your spiritual pathway in an emotional sense, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I really agree with with everything that you said. When we're walking in our pathway, like really aligned, things just kind of work out. And that doesn't mean you're going to be in like immense joy constantly every day because that is not possible. But generally, I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I haven't had to do a lot, a lot, a lot to get a lot of clients. They just find me and I see the benefit in in their lives. You know, like I have all these clients that have changed their lives just through like doing the simple work on themselves. I see all these benefits and it's like, I just took my hands off the wheel and really gave over control to spirit. And, and like now I don't have to, if I'm like, uh Oh, what am I going to do about this? Like money thing or whatever. And then it's like, Oh, here's money. And I'm like, Oh, thanks. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I don't have to worry about that. You know? So it is really like synchronicities. Like when you are on the path, you will get, you'll get guided to where you're meant to be. And I think it's also adjusting your idea of success or your idea of happiness there's so many things that you like envision for your life because you've been told that it's what your life is supposed to be yeah by the time you're 30 you're supposed to be married Mm -hmm. and by the time you're 31 you're supposed to have a baby and you're supposed to have a career by then for sure and you are supposed to be saving for retirement and you're supposed to be and it's like no, no i i get that yeah. And and this idea of like having a perfect job or perfect career, it's like, well, that's not the reality for some people. No. Some people have to find fulfillment outside of that. They do their Actually, job. I think all people do. Yeah. They do that job yeah. so that they can be fulfilled elsewhere. Right. And I have clients who I just had a client the other day who came in and she puts her professional life before her personal life that is like almost something that that she like puts pride in and then her guides immediately said if we took away your professional life would you value yourself would you be in would you be able to experience joy and 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 recognize that you innately have value without that and that was a hard question yeah so I think I, I do agree, like adjusting our expectations, because to be the most fulfilled soul, what I've learned in my studies for myself is what does happiness look like to me is being unconditionally loving, healing many people, being in connection with many people and teaching them how to be unconditionally loving and how to heal others. And none of that has to do with money. None of that has to do with making children. Mm -hmm. None of that has to do with houses or things. Like, I was conditioned to think, oh, you should be married. You need to be taken care of by someone who has a lot of money. Real job. Like, a career. Like, not Mm -hmm. just just a good, not just like a good career, but an impressive career. Mm -hmm. And I have been able to see, because of my experiences, that, that stuff actually doesn't bring me joy 
and I might never get married and I might never have children of my own. And you might never own a power suit. I do own a power oh, suit. See, you're but, doing it. <laughs> no, but I feel so much joy and I feel so much joy when I go and interact with people that I will maybe never see again and have one beautiful conversation and we enlighten each other and we unconditionally love each other and we support each other. And then and that's it. And that's like, that brings me so much more joy than like sitting in a mansion by myself you know, wondering when my husband's going to get home from his, you know, three week business trip because we're just business people. That's what we do. <laughs> and and some people, that's what they want. But then once you get there, like, are you living you in joy? You have comfort. Yeah. But are you living in true joy? But are you, know? you comforted? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know, and we don't know until we get there. And some some people work their whole lives and then they realize, wow, I've been saving up so much money and and like not having experiences in order to be here and I'm actually not happy Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think it's like I totally agree it is important to just adjust your perspective and and get real with yourself that's why it's so important to do work on yourself and do meditation and and become quiet and check in with yourself and see how do I feel Am I happy? Do I even like my partner? Do I even like my job? Yeah. Do I even want to live here? Why have I been doing this? I ha- I was just talking to somebody and I, I her, her nephew moved to LA to be an actor and he's afraid to move back to his hometown because he doesn't want to be perceived as a failure. And I'm like, are you considering whether you like acting or not? You can move here and try to do it. Maybe you don't like it. Yeah. That's okay. You know, like it's okay to not like something and decide that you want to do something that isn't like yeah. glamorous or like isn't what you've been conditioned to think is the right thing or the thing that makes you valuable. We're all inherently valuable no matter what. You can lie on the ground for your entire life until you die. Your 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 soul is still just as valuable as like the most Bill Gates. Bill Gates, the most wealthy human being of (laughs) all time, who can jump over chairs from a standing position. He's pretty impressive. (laughs) Have you seen that video? It's so ridiculous. I just watched it. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I think some people will hear stuff like that and be like, oh, well, that's so privileged. Because there are some people who like have to work their job and there are some people who can't just move. And it's like, no, 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 we're not talking about people who are like... Mm, my job's boring and uh, this isn't what I'm meant to be doing. And we're talking about like going to immediate dread upon waking. So much dread that you can't even get to sleep. I've had those jobs. Yeah. Where I can't even get and to sleep also, the night like, before. I think that the idea that I have to do this thing because of it's, it's all an illusion that you've created for yourself. When I was younger, we grew up in a way that was like, I would say, yes, I was really privileged as a child. Now... Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. I, but I listen to spirit and I accept that like what I need will be taken care of and that just happens. And I don't have a lot of extra funds. I don't, I'm not just, you're not rolling in it. No, I'm not a freaking trust fund baby who's like flying into Burning Man and being like, yeah, I'm just going to live in a yurt for a month. (laughs) You know, it's like, a yurt. It's like, the the we we create these beliefs ourselves you don't have to work the job you hate if you're supposed to provide for your family god will take care of that spirit will take care of you especially if you listen i was doing a job that wasn't suited for me for a long time and a life that wasn't suited for me for a long time and i quit that with I didn't know what I was going to do. As soon as I quit, as soon as I opened the door and I said, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? 
I got somebody trying to get me to do a reading for them. I got somebody offering me a place to a place to like work out of. I got people offering to help me. I started getting all these people taking care of me and I was letting them take care of me. It's just like all this stuff just came in because I listened and I and I opened that window. It's not easy, you know, but it, I feel a lot happier mm-hmm. than I did. If you if you're miserable, you're not supposed to be miserable. And if you take the risk, you will be, I believe you'll be rewarded. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I I agree with you. It's not super easy. Sometimes I have clients sometimes where I'm like, holy crap, you have, in order for you to be in alignment with your pathway, you got to burn it all down, dude. Yeah. Get rid of this. And I've, and I have burned it all down a couple times and it's very painful, but it's so worth it to be true to who you are you know so I feel I feel you and it and it doesn't have to happen overnight you don't have to burn down your whole life it's like if you're like you said if you feel existential dread when you go to your job just the thought that maybe this isn't the job for me maybe I should start looking for something else to do that's a step that's a step and that's the opportunity the opportunity will come to you as soon as you say hi I'm ready you're gonna you're gonna be gift gifted the next step so it's not something that where you have to just be like, all right, I quit. I have three kids and I don't like it and I'm quitting and they can suck it. You know, it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what, what we're telling. If we're you, not if you, saying walk into work tomorrow and be like, hey, boss, fuck you. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> but like, but if you do make, a, if you do decide that you want to make a change, like there will be an opportunity for you to to do that you keep your ear to the ground yeah and i've seen it i've seen it happen i've already seen it happen in so many of my clients because i can see typically the end game of what someone is meant to be doing like what their what their purpose is generally when i work with a client for for a period of time i can kind of see like what they're meant to be doing and i might not share that with them because it might be really scary you know yeah. they might be doing something that is so polar opposite to that that i'm like oh my god how is this going to happen but so i so i'll kind of hold it back a little bit and work with them over a period of time and then i can finally see like wow that is exactly what they're meant to be doing and it's and i can see how they've come Gone from this from one place a, B, C, exactly B, yeah. to, to this like to this destination that they're that they're heading towards and it's like wow that's amazing once you just check in and start it's really all about just doing your self-care and taking care of yourself and once you realize like what you really want and what makes you really happy and fulfilled then you can't unknow that stuff and you ultimately will have to make changes you know and i've seen it happen you know, I've seen people make really hard changes just from doing two weeks of self-care and realizing like, oh, my God, I'm actually what I'm living missing. a lie like, right is, now. Yeah. And I'm trying to numb out my feelings by drinking a lot or I'm trying to like distract keep, myself with work, pointing it, at myself. Actually. Exactly. Because you're because there's things that are unhappy that are not that you need to make changes about, you know. And I mean, like, ultimately, all of this stuff is like just to help you feel more comfortable and more live in joy it doesn't matter if you're like super spiritual person or not it's more what i what i want to help people do is like who are you what makes you happy how can we get there last question and this is something that i think we touched on it last time you were on Mm. but it's never a bad one to revisit Mm mm-hmm how can you tell which mediums are truly gifted and not just telling you random stuff? 
Yeah, that's a good question, dude. But you've also, just to like reiterate some things we talked about in this episode, there are mediums that work in different ways. There are mediums that work yeah. with different things, yeah. with elemental spirits, with extraterrestrials, with, with different deities, with yeah, different, with like, um, cards and with yeah, but also you know and you and- you specifically aren't someone that you necessarily go to to be like. I'd like to speak to my grandmother. No, I can actually, I can facilitate that. But what I primarily do is coach people to to have their own spiritual practice, to work with their own spiritual life. But it's like therapy. Yeah. You know, like mostly what I do is, is kind of soul. like, right. But it, and, and some of my clients, a lot of my clients actually, instead of seeing a therapist, they see me. And not that I would suggest that if you have like serious uh, mental health issues i will always request that my clients also go see a particular type of mental health professional if they have some serious stuff going on like i don't have any clients that have like schizophrenia i don't have any clients that have severe bipolar disorder most of my clients don't have those more serious mental illnesses so if that were the case i wouldn't i wouldn't accept that as, yeah. uh, as clients I wouldn't I wouldn't be like yeah I can help you you know like because that's a little bit too out of my realm but it is a lot of like therapy kind of stuff is what I do and it's just like coaching and like being unconditionally loving and and just communicating what your guides want you to know and helping people be seen in a way that some people go to therapy for many years and they don't share something with their therapist for like a whole year. You come to me and I can scan your life and be like, ooh, there's a trauma at age 12. What's going on there? Have you integrated that? And I think that you haven't. Let's talk about it. And we don't even need to get into specifics. I can just like, I can pick that stuff up. And I generally, I can do a little bit of sort of predictive work, but I don't do that. You will meet a man and his name starts with an M. And right. he and he's an Aquarius and he rides a motorcycle and it's like and you have three daughters right if somebody tell if if you go to somebody I've never been to a psychic that sits inside of a storefront that has the word psychic written on the front of it and a big <laughs> picture of a palm out front I wouldn't generally go to somebody like that I I wouldn't believe. You know, I've I've had people that are psychics like that straight up, straight up tell me things that were completely false. Right. And I think that just being aware of, you know, somebody comes up to you on the street and is like, oh, I, I want to do a reading for you. And and I have this thing. I just need twenty five dollars. It's like there are scam artists out there like that. But I, I would just say if you feel really good after going to a session with somebody, then that's probably legit whether they're a legit medium or not it's about like do you feel better good okay yeah i think that people who who are trying to let you know that that you need to give them more money for this special object like oh i have this special candle if you give me out fifty dollars for this candle then i can do a special spell because you're you know your boyfriend's been hexed and i need to like break all the hexes on him so i'm gonna do this like thing but you need to pay extra for it like these kind of things i think are kind of scammy we've come to a point now where Healers are healers. If you don't feel healed at all after seeing a medium, then I wouldn't trust what they say. I've had mediums tell me, I had someone tell me straight up, oh, you're going to end up with a guy that his name starts with an M and he's six years older than you. Never met that guy. Yeah. And also like 
it's fucked. Now I'm looking for a guy with a name that starts with an M. <laughs> yeah. What if he's a piece of shit? Yeah, what you if know? he's the worst? What if I end up in an abusive relationship for nine years yeah. because you told me that this was going to work out great? Exactly. So I think like we've come to a point in, in the spiritual world where we are all channels. We can all access this information if we practice and we learn how to do it. I have a client who I've been working with for about six months. He, at the beginning of our, and it's not, I, we, I, there's a client that you know that that's, this isn't him. He's, okay. he's extremely, that, that client is extremely gifted already. But this client is just a regular dude, works in finance. He's, he was like a non-spiritual person when I met him. He meditates 25 minutes every day and he has visitations from his guides every day because he's been working at this for six months every day. He is not somebody who I would call a medium and he's getting these messages from his, from his spirit guides. And so you can do it. You just have to put in the effort. Everyone can do it. So if you work with a medium who says, I have these special things that you need in order for you to be able to access this stuff, that's not somebody who is a healer. We need to be able to like teach each other how to, how to do this work. And that's more important than than like making money so if someone is not giving you tools and they're hoarding and being like i have this special bag of gold and i will show you a little bit of it it's like no don't there's no point you know go to a reiki practitioner or if you want to like have healing without knowing what's going on like go to somebody that you don't know what they're doing a medium you should they should help you to learn how to do this stuff on your own and that's what i think you know and the mediums that i know they facilitate ritual to teach you how to do this stuff too that I trust, the ones that I trust. Yeah, they want you to leave with information, knowledge, and tools, power, being and empowered, power, you know, to yeah. take control of a part of your life or to um, understand things better. But yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a person who goes and like pays psychics or mediums or anything i i've actually never done that before mm -hmm. but that would be a huge red flag for me mm -hmm. if it was something where it wasn't like i was working with the person right. if i was just sitting and sort of being talked at yeah and then also you know i'm sensing a woman do you know any women yeah. <laughs> it's like I do know women. Yeah. Tell yeah. me more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think if you're going to a medium because you want to like have like a spooky experience where they're like, don't feed me things and I will just predict all this stuff. It's like, that's really interesting. I used to do that because I was trying to like prove that I could do what I do. Right. But now I'm just, okay, it's a waste I'm of both of trust. our time. Like, tell me what, tell me what's going on. And then I'm, okay, they're talking about this thing. What is this thing? Like, let's talk about that. Okay. Now this is what's going on with that. It, it's just because I see such a benefit in my clients. Like, I'm not afraid that they don't believe what I do. If they do, they don't, I don't really care. Like, do you feel better? Yeah. Okay, good. Is your okay, life good. has your life improved? Oh, it has. Great. Okay, that's do what's you important. Sleep better, you I know? do. Fantastic. Right. So, like, I because I, I used to do that, and and now I feel like that's kind of like more old school because now we're not so persecuted as being somebody who's like works as a medium. Oh, you don't, don't have to prove your right. your gifts. 24 7 exactly like i don't have to prove that i'm not making shit up it, it's irrelevant because the the point is to get the client relief and a lot of times they need to talk about something so if i'm like don't tell me your mother was abusive yes okay <laughs> she's an alcoholic drug addict awesome like that's my ego you know that's yeah. feeding my ego when it's really 
I get this download that the mother's abusive. Let's talk about your mom. How's your relationship with your mom? And that's, I feel like, more healing. And it's that's kind of the, the direction that I think all of this stuff is going in. Is healing. That's what we need. Yeah. So that's kind of my take on it is I think that the predictive stuff is kind of silly. What do you get out of this session? We need to talk. Yeah. Most people just need to fucking talk. And most of my clients are men. And guess who needs to talk? Men need to talk. Men need to talk. Men yes. need to communicate more than anyone. They need to talk about not their feelings. they're not as involved as women And are. get their, their validation out there. I'm not going to predict about how abusive your mother was to you. I would rather let's talk about your experience and I'm going to validate your experience of being abused. And then let's move on and let's let it go. Because it's not serving us anymore to hold on to that stuff. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about that. You know? I do. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm about to have my own session. So let's get into that. <laughs> that is actually all the time we have for this episode of Keep It Weird. Thank you so much for joining this week. I almost yeah. said us. I guess there is multiple people in this apartment. Multiple There's so beings many. in this apartment. But I was um, saying that as if Lauren was sitting next to me because I always feel like she's sitting next to me. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For coming on again. Thanks for having me. I, I love, love talking about here. spirit crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so I have workshops coming up at the end of August yes. um, in Highland Park. It's going to be two days. I think it's the August 24th and 25th. It's a Saturday and Sunday. Awesome. And I'm going to post a flyer on my Instagram. And if you're interested, I can send you the Eventbrite uh, ticket information. Ooh, so just like send me a message on Facebook or a direct message. Uh, what is it called? House of Instagram. Herons. Yes. <laughs> At House of Heron's Eye. Yes. Like Heron like the bird. And we'll post about the yeah, yeah. um Workshop. the workshops as well because I know a lot of our listeners want to join you. Um thank you guys everyone for sending in questions. We had a blast obviously. That's why we've been going for 2 hours talking about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we're into it, and um, thank you for all the support, obviously, for our show. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast. Check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast if you want to find ways to donate to the show and support us. In return, you'll get bonus episodes and a monthly newsletter that is full of great stuff. You can also support us by heading to our Etsy page, www.etsy.com slash shop slash keepitweirdpodcast and buying a t-shirt or a tote bag or a button to wear on your cool spiky jacket. So thank you again so much for joining us. My pleasure. And Oh wait, are you talking to me or talking to the listeners? You. Oh, okay. Thank you guys for joining us though too. <laughs> also thank you guys for listening. And listening. And as usual, keep, keep it, it weird. weird. I have a human pelvis in my house. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, whatever. What it is. <laughs>